0: So good evening guys, I, I'm Andrew, I, I lead the team here and uh, we're just really um, kind of off script tonight, so in a glorious way. If you're new here and and you're wondering what on earth this is about, welcome, um, we're kind of wondering what it's about as well. It's, it's okay, it's completely fine, the Lord loves us. Before before we started when we were praying we just knew that the God was going to do something a little bit different tonight and we wondered about all kinds of things about starting with what I'm about to share with you now. Um, before uh, even we had some worship and then the whole time at the front we've just been trying to work out what to do in terms of when God might want us to, to share something or not share something. Uh, you've had the notices video by the way, that was the prayer time, did you enjoy that? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, giving out donuts. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, going out and praying out in the streets if you want to a different team but connected, Wednesday night, IJM here, uh, that was the notices, enjoy them. Um, So, here you go. I'm diving straight in. I've lost a, a load of funny jokes, which were brilliant. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. He was literally starving to death. So, if you... Abstain from food for that amount of time. You go through a period of feeling hungry, then you're not hungry, and then if you're hungry again, it's your kind of like last bit of death. And some of you know about this incident, you know that um, Jesus, um, this comes straight after Jesus has just been baptised. So he's gone about 30 years growing up, not doing an amazing, <clears throat> massive amount of things. But now he's been called into his, his public ministry. From this point on, he's going to be doing his three years where he shares with his disciples, he shares with his friend, f- followers. Everything that he's gonna share on his way to the cross. And and he's he's baptized. Now leave it up, please, Steve. He's baptized. And um, he then he then goes straight into the the wilderness. So as one one writer says, he goes from the cool waters of the Jordan, and he's surrounded by crowds, and they're acclaiming him because at his baptism, the Father's voice is heard. It's one of the bits where we know that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father's voice is heard. This is my Son, who I'm well pleased with, and the Holy Spirit, God with us now, God who you can feel in this room, you know in your heart if you a follower of Jesus. If you're not yet, he's knocking on the door. He wants to come into your heart. God now, God inside, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And then do you notice he's led by the Spirit out into the wilderness, out into the heat, out where he's on his own. The only reason we know about this, by the way, notice, is because Jesus has told us Through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, through the ones who record the story. It's the only reason we know. With a crowd on his own, in the cool of the Jordan, into the heat of the desert, the Father's warm, embracing voice, the hiss of Satan comes. And he's in a good place spiritually. He's just fasted for 40 days. Notice that. Sometimes we think we only get tested. And 40, do you know the significance of the the number 40 in the Bible? 40 symbolises in the Bible, time and time again, if you haven't read the Bible, don't worry, you could read it and find it. 40 symbolises a time of testing before blessing. So Noah and the the flood and the ark. Noah and the ark, everyone with me? All you all know about Noah and the ark? 40 days, 40 nights, flood then dry land. Moses goes uh, gets taken into the desert for 40 years before God says come and set my people free if you know the film set my people free 40 years then he goes 40 he goes for 40 nights up on 40 days up on mount sinai before bringing, before bringing god's law elijah flees for 40 days and 40 nights before he meets with god and he gets the courage to do everything that he gets called to do. Again, you might not know that story. The, the story of Jonah and the whale. Everyone knows the story of Jonah and the whale? Yeah? What's the number that God gives to the people in Nineveh to repent? How long does he give them? 40. Turn to your neighbour and say, there's a pattern here. Time of testing before time of blessing. And we were, we were reminded, Tim, have you got my loaf, please, Nick? Um, we were reminded last week about the first temptation, the, the first one. So the next slide, thanks, Steve. The tempter, Satan, the devil, the hiss, comes to him and says, um, if you are the Son of God. So the whole deal here is who is Jesus? That's the whole deal. That's what's going on. If you are the Son of God... Tell the stones to become bread. Tim was talking about that last week. Tell the stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it's written that men, women, man, capital M, shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what's the challenge? What's the test? It's always the first one that Satan will throw at you. It's the first one. It's material stuff. The test is, who are you going to depend on? Are you going to depend on God or are you going to depend on yourself? And by the way, yourself, Jesus, is the most powerful self that's ever walked on earth. He could have summoned up deliveroo everything in an instant. Holy deliveroo. As a name for a restaurant. I'll give it to you for free. But if he had done that, if he had used his divine power to make bread for himself, he would have been rejecting his identity as the son of God. A guy called Charles Spurgeon, who wrote years and years ago, said had he used his power as the son of God, that would have been the perfect way to prove that he was not the son of God. Because the son of God came to suffer and to die on the cross for you and for me. Devil says, shortcut it. Don't have to go through the cross stuff. You don't have to be whipped by 600 legionnaires, Roman soldiers. You don't have to die on the cross. Just go shortcut. Use your power now. Meet your own needs now, Jesus. You're hungry. It's a legitimate thing to feel. Satisfy yourself. But he never did. Not once did Jesus do that. Not once did he use his divine power as the Son of God To serve his own needs. If he'd given in to that temptation, that test. Then none of it. None of God's plan would work. It's where the devil always starts is with material stuff. Um, In World War II... In an orphanage, they could not get the babies to sleep because of the bombing. They they couldn't work out what to do. And then one of the nuns, it was in the orphanage, said, Let's give each baby a loaf of bread to cuddle at night. And apparently they slept. The second test that Jesus faced, and I just wanted to to go into it for you. Can you go on to slide eight, hopefully? Brilliant. So the devil starts, there are three of these tests, if you hadn't known that. There are three of them. It starts with something practical. Starts small, starts with a stumbling block. Material things. Any of us stumble on material things? money stuff ambition material things then the devil goes for this then the devil, devil took him to the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple if you're the son of god he said show yourself uh, sorry throw yourself down for it's written He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Now listen, the devil knows his Bible. Do you notice that? It's written, says the devil. He knows the Old Testament part of the Bible and he's quoting at Jesus Psalm 91. But the thing is, he's only quoting a little bit out of context. Just a little warning there. The devil knows how to proof text, takes a bit of scripture and twist it and make it say what he wants it to say. Others of us can be tempted to do that. The challenge here, the test here. So in this thing, you know, it might be literal that, that the devil takes Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem. That's the holy city. It's the highest point. And he might he might be saying physically, might put him up there, wind blowing, whoosh, you're going to jump off, God will save you. Or it's just in his mind. It's just so real. It's in his mind. What would you do? The temptation, the test, is again to stop depending on God his Father. To stop trusting in God his Father. The temptation to try and make God do something miraculous. It's a a spiritual temptation because Jesus says, yeah, it's written. Here's the next thing he says. It is written, you're right. He answers, do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, what the devil had left out when he quotes Psalm 91 is is that God says that he'll do that to keep you in his ways keep you in his ways and this was a test that the devil was throwing spiritually at Jesus come on you're the son of God Don't, don't you deserve to be honored don't you deserve your full honor and glory that God would do this for you prove it you know if you're the son of God just prove it but again if he was to do that if Jesus had done that He would not have been being obedient to his father because he would not have been demonstrating real faith. Faith in action. Faith lived out. If he'd done that, if he had said... Okay, I'll, I'll prove myself to you. I'll, you know, I, I, first of all, I've met my own physical needs, but you know, maybe I don't need to do that. But, but now I'm going to stand on my rights as a, a, you know, I am the Son of God and I'm going to prove it and get God to do it. And I'm going to prove to you, devil. And maybe again that Jesus is sort of thinking, could this be a way of shortcutting? Could this be a way of avoiding the cross? It would have been. To reject his faith in God's, God's divine will, his goodness, his purposes, his plan. See, God's plan was, was always that Jesus was going to come. And live a life of perfect obedience. Who's going to die on the cross to take away your sin, take away my sin? It required from Jesus complete and perfect obedience. It required Jesus to have complete faith to demonstrate complete faith. You see, when the the first Adam, when you look at the book of Genesis, the beginning of our Bibles, when you look and you see the story, the first Adam has messed up, like we mess up. We say, "God, I'm sorry. I'd, I'm going to go for these material things. I'm, i you know, I really believe in you, God. You're a great guy. You, you know, love you a lot, but..." I need this stuff, I, I need, need this stuff, I mean, come on, I'm hungry for this stuff. It makes me feel, I need it. Or well, that first Adam had said, well God, I know you're God and I know all about you and I know you've, what, what you've told me is for the best. I've, you've, you've told me the best but I'm still going to ignore your will for my life. The first Adam had said no to God. Here Jesus is saying yes to God and on the cross jesus says yes completely and perfectly his body is broken his blood is shed faith is a gift from god ephesians 2 8 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing, it's the gift of God. But like any gift, it has to be received. I don't know, maybe you think that God's, you know, rules, God's guidance, God's best for your life is restrictive. But, but like a train needs to go on rails. Our lives Need to, to be on the foundations that God has given us. And, and why does Jesus want you to know? Why did, he, why did he tell people about this? Because he wants you to know that this testing is, is real. He wants you to know that the, the devil will be trying the, the same things on, on, on you and me every single day. He'll be, he makes the, those films and that stuff so attractive to our eyes. You know, as, as I, being honest, when Heli said, Imagine a woman in your mind, I'm not going to pretend that as a man, I didn't, maybe other men here wouldn't, but I had a kind of quick little thing going, going in on my head that the, the devil was just kind of knocking on the door of my heart right now. Jesus wants us to know he faced the devil completely. We just face bits and pieces of evil usually. He faced the devil. He faced temptation. He faced temptation about material things. He faces temptation about spiritual things and he overcomes. And he wants us to know that testing will come when we're tested. We can overcome because he overcame. He could have zapped the devil with his divine power. He could have obliterated the devil in an instant, but he didn't. He took the weapon that we have in our hands, the same weapon, and he used it. To overcome. To banish the devil away from him. To resist temptation. To resist tests. To say, here you are, filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit, God with you now. With this in your hand, you can resist Every single test.